0: Welcome to Cleaverview Community Church Online. My name is Clayton, and I have come to the conclusion that Jesus, as shown to me in the Bible, is compellingly real, completely trustworthy, and worth following with every part of my being. I came to these conclusions after years of exploration and questioning. And if you are somewhere along your own personal spiritual construction, uh, deconstruction, or exploration, then I am glad that you are with me today. In the life of Jesus, he teaches his disciples, many people who had trusted him as the one who could free them from their sins. And in Jesus' final words to his followers, after his death and his resurrection, he says to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This passage of the Bible is known as the Great Commission. It's the mission that the church holds across the world, that we who call ourselves followers or disciples of Jesus, we are challenged and we are given a task to go and to help others become disciples, lead them to baptism and teach them to obey Jesus. Now the interesting part about this commission is that Jesus doesn't exactly tell us how to do it. You would think that he had an idea in mind or how about some specifics? Does he want to us to use big buildings or what about feeding programs? What about an organizational structure or or anything like that? Instead, we have a mission. Go and make disciples. Now, in Acts chapter 2, Peter and the other apostles are opportunistic and speak to the crowd that's surrounding them about the message of Jesus Christ. And then in Acts 2 verse 42, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles." So this section of Acts, it shows us the early New Testament era of the church, meeting together, sharing resources, caring for the poor, and it's a beautiful picture. But again, it's not the only picture that we see of the church in action. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John were on their way to the temple and healed a man who was crippled, preaching to him about Jesus. The man got up walked away praising God. Shortly after Peter and John, they're in trouble with the local religious leaders because they had talked about Jesus to this crowd, and so they were told um, by the Jewish religious leaders to stop. And so instead, they told them about Jesus. Further in the Book of Acts, in chapter five, the disciples are put in a jail, and an angel breaks them out, and they go back to the temple to teach about Jesus to the people there. In Acts chapter eight, Philip goes to a city in Samaria and proclaims the Christ there. And in chapter 8, verse 6, it says, When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. And with shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed, so there was a great joy in that city. And after that, he's told by an angel to go to a random road in the middle of nowhere and meet with an Ethiopian man to share Jesus with him. Now keep walking through the rest of the book of Acts and the New Testament, and you see more examples of what the church did. They were growing, gathering, they were meeting, uh, sharing stories, they were uh, making clothes for widows, they were uh, praying for those who were sick and healing them. There were stories of collecting money for the poor and helping where it was needed. In church history, you see stories of abandoned children being taken into the families that make up the church. You hear of the Christians willingly going into plague-stricken communities to give dignity and care to those who are sick and dying. So, what's the point of this early church uh, history lesson? Well, the early disciples they wrestled with how best to share the message of Jesus to the world that they lived in. They found multiple ways, avenues, and opportunities to share the love and the message that Jesus is Lord to their neighbors, their families, their friends, and yes, even their enemies. And now in 2022, at the time of this recording, uh, the church does the same. Churches across the world, they gather together, they grow together, and wrestle with how we effectively take the life-changing and transformative message of Jesus to the world around us and afar. Now, churches end up doing things differently. Some seem to be polar opposites of each other. But these churches are all trying to put into effect that mission given to the followers of Jesus, to go and make disciples of all nations. Now, this is a big picture, and it's an incredibly big and important big picture. But if I can have your permission, I want to zero in on Clearview Community Church for a moment. If you don't know me, Clearview Community Church has been my home church since I was 14 years old. My faith, it's the most influential thing in my life. It directly shapes me and has molded me in what I use my life for. It's, it directly influences how I engage with the world and what I try to accomplish with my time here on earth. Now at Clearview, for the entire time that I've been a part of this church, from a young man to nearly seven years as a pastor, there, have been, there has been an illustration to show why we do what we do and what we are targeting as a church community. The reality is that every church has a target group of people they're trying to engage with, whether or not that that individual church acknowledges it or recognizes it or if they're intentional with it, but they do have a target group. So picture with me an X-Y axis with one line vertically going down the middle of the page. The second line goes horizontal across the middle of the page and this creates four quadrants. Now, the vertical axis or the vertical line, it represents faith expressions. At the top, we'll put Christian. At the bottom, someone who identifies as a non-Christian. Now, on our horizontal axis, on the left, we'll call that churched, meaning someone who has been raised in or is fairly familiar with the church. And on the right is non-churched, someone who has little to no experience with the church. Now, this creates four options for us to look at. We have a Christian who is churched, a Christian who is non-churched. It also creates non-Christians who are churched and non-Christians who are non-churched. Now, I recognize that these labels, they're not exhaustive and they don't really express the fullness of the human experience with Christianity. But I do think it's helpful for our conversation. Now, the temptation for churches is to create your Sunday experience, your youth programs and your kids' programs and your events and everything else to serve Christians who are churched. That group of people, they get it, they understand what's happening, and for the most part are inside the church culture. But say that is the case and a non-churched individual comes in, specifically a non-churched non-Christian, they might have no idea what's happening. The words, they make no sense. The music style, completely foreign. There are all these Christianese terminologies. There's no clarity about what to do or when to do it. So when we look at this X, Y axis, this is why where Cleary Community Church makes its best effort Uh, as a pastoral staff, as followers of Jesus, and as hosts of the spiritually curious, we aim for the middle. What happens when we do that is we're able to engage every person from all walks of life with a life-changing message of Jesus. Whether they are Christian or they claim not to be one, whether they were raised in church or if this is their first time visiting a Sunday service or engaging with our online ministries. We firmly believe that uh, we are to create a church that everyone can call home. Is it simple? No. Is it easy? Well, depending on the day you ask me, I'll say it ranges from difficult to nearly impossible. But the truth is that the gospel, the saving message of Jesus Christ, it's worth every difficulty, every creative problem solving solution that we need to come up with. Especially if that means that one person can experience the love of Jesus Christ. The proof is in the results. And the ultimate questions we're asking are, are people coming to know Jesus? Are people being baptized? And are they growing in their faith? And from my vantage point, the answer is yes, because the reality is that I came to the point in my life where I made Jesus the Lord of my life, because I was introduced to that opportunity through this church. I was baptized in a river in the middle of November in Peterborough, Ontario, because I was challenged to take my faith seriously. And my advice? Get baptized. But if it is winter, do it indoors. And I've been consistently mentored and discipled by dozens of people over the years who have graciously invested their time and their love into my life. And so we are working and working hard to create a church that everyone can call home. And we use a few core values to help us keep consistent to our commitment. We value God's word, recognizing that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We hold faithfulness to Scripture incredibly high. We value Jesus-centered community because life is better together, growing in our faith is better done side by side, and we will create an environment where all people feel loved and valued." And we value faith-filled, forward-thinking, because taking risks for the Kingdom of God is a great place to take risks. We celebrate our past, and we live for the future. We look for better and innovative and effective ways to reach people with the life-changing message of Jesus. And we value excellence, because anything we do is worth doing to the best of our abilities. we value generosity. Because when we are generous with our time, our talents, our resources, lives are changed. Now these core values, like I said, they help us be consistent to our commitment to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And creating a church that everyone can call home is incredibly important to that. So let's land the plane here and figure out where to go. You've got the understanding of the early church that they were doing whatever it whatever it had to and whatever they could do to engage their communities with the saving message of Jesus Christ. Now, Pastor Lawrence from our Wasaga site has a saying, and it goes like this, whatever it takes to make the soup. To be honest, I don't know where that saying comes from, but it demonstrates the attitude that the early church had and what we try to copy. What is it going to take to engage our community and our culture with the gospel of Jesus, and let's do that. And you have an understanding of the XY axis with Christians, non-Christians, the churched and the non-churched. Broad and imperfect labels, admittedly, but they communicate what we are trying to create as a church, a place that everyone can call home. And lastly, you've heard our core values. These keep us consistent to our commitment. We value God's word. Jesus-centered community, faith-filled forward thinking, excellence, and generosity. So, if you call Reach Community Church your home church, this is the ethos of who we are. And the question that I propose to you, have you made this mandate your own? Have you made this expression of the Great Commission your own? What skills, gifts, wisdom, and insight and experiences do you have that you can add to the kaleidoscope of beauty that makes your church community special. And if you're watching and Clearview isn't your home church, can I invite you to join us? Whether it's in person at one of our four locations, in Stainer, Cremor, Wasega, or Nottawa Collingwood, or if it's online with us, would you engage with us in a moment of courage and reach out? We would really love to have a conversation with you and see how we can help you find a church that you can call home, whether that's here at Clearview Community Church or somewhere else. Now wherever you are, wherever you are in your faith journey, I hope that you'll let me pray for you now. Lord, we bring the fullness of what we experience to you today, all of our experiences of faith, the good, the great, the bad, and the ugly. And we remember today, Lord, that you are with us through it all. Consistent in your commitment to never leave us or turn your back on us. For those of us that have doubts, fears, and questions today, help us to seek your face. For those of us who are celebrating, help us to remember your faithfulness. Lord, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you are good and kind and gracious and forgiving. You are worth every breath in my lungs. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you next time.